John Durham releases his report and ends his investigation, and it shows massive corruption. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, it's finally out, the Durham report. Took four years. The report's 316 pages long. Uh, I have not read the entire thing. I've gotten through about 70 pages. Um, Wow, it's pretty bad. Uh, We're going to go over some of it. Uh, The Daily Wire does have kind of a an overview of it. So we'll use them. I'll actually be quoting a lot from the report and from the Daily Wire. The one thing we do know about this report, and this is something the left keeps saying, and and they're correct. Uh, One of the things they say is that there's really nothing new here. Well, yeah, they're right in a way. There is really nothing new. We knew about most of this stuff already. But what is new is that um, we now have confirmation of what we already knew. And that's what makes things, that's what makes this whole thing really different. Is that, yeah, everything here is exactly what we thought it was. And now here it is. It's out in the open. It's on paper. So let's go through this. Again, this is from the Daily Wire. It's just an overview. There's a lot here. So we'll probably just do this. Tomorrow, I swear to God, it'll be a lot more fun. But today, this was this is kind of a big deal. I mean, to tell you something, this is bigger than Watergate by a long shot. Watergate never used the FBI or the CIA or the DOJ. Nixon never used them in order for his to promote his corruption. He used a private team. Um, this brings up the CIA or the FBI and the DOJ, and it just shows the level of corruption. This is, as far as I'm concerned, people should be in jail after this. This is a huge big deal. And these people who, um, the James Comeys of the world, the Andrew McCabe's of the world, the Peter Strzok's of the world, these people should be thrilled that they actually have the media on their side Because I got news for you. If the media is not on their side, these guys are all going to jail. Not just getting fired from their jobs. Okay, so let's get into it. There's a lot here. So again, not not my words. This is all from the Daily Wire. You can go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and grab the link if you'd like. Okay, the FBI immediately opened a full investigation based on a brief note from an Australian diplomat recounting that he had met with George Papadopoulos, a volunteer for the Trump campaign, in which he mentioned that Russia might have information negative to Hillary Clinton. Okay, so essentially what happened was there was an Australian ambassador who had a, I guess, a couple of drinks with George Papadopoulos. George Papadopoulos was not a paid worker for the Trump campaign. As a matter of fact, Trump had said a couple times he didn't even know who he was. Now, is that true? Probably. He was just a volunteer. But anyway, this guy, drunk, says something to this Australian, uh, to this Australian ambassador, and this Australian ambassador, ambassador goes out 
and contacts the United States government thinking there could be something wrong, that the Trump administration is actually working with Russia to get uh, information about Hillary Clinton that they want to use for the campaign. Now, this information was theoretically the WikiLeaks information. According to this report, the initial FBI response when they got this information was it was too skimpy. There wasn't a lot to it. Uh, George Papadopoulos wasn't high enough in the, in the Trump organization to really be credible. They did not consider this a credible deal, but the FBI went with this anyway, and basically they went with it to open a FISA investigation, get a FISA warrant, and open an investigation to Papadopoulos. Now, don't forget, Papadopoulos did serve 14 days in jail for, again, something that he said, listen, I may have said that, I was drinking, not a big deal. But this was the start. Okay, continuing. At the time of the opening of Crossfire Hurricane, the FBI did not possess any intelligence showing that anyone associated with the Trump campaign was in contact with Russian intelligence officers at any point during the campaign. The probe later relied on the Steele dossier, which came from a circular loop of people with, ins with little insight into Russia except that some of them on the FBI's radar for possible misconduct or ties to the Russian intelligence in their own right, the, the report said. The FBI knew it was nothing but rumor and speculation. So, essentially, oh, we're going to keep, well, let's, we'll, let's keep going. Upon receipt of the unevaluated intelligence information from Australia, the FBI swiftly opened the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. In particular, at the direction of Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, Deputy Assistant Director for Counterintelligence Peter Strzok, opened Crossfire Hurricane immediately. Strzok, at a minimum, had pronounced hostile feelings toward Trump. Now, what they're talking about here is the Steele dossier, which was something that was, and it's going to come out further, but the Steele dossier was paid by Hillary Clinton. It was compiled by a guy named Daniel Steele. And it was, uh, I can't remember his name's Daniel Steele, but, and it was information received by a, game, a guy named uh, Dejenko. Let me see if I can find his name real quick. It, it, it'll come up. Uh, Dejenko. That's, I was right. Okay. Now, the kicker is, Denchenko was a Russian intelligence agent, and he was also a double agent, so he's working for both sides for money. The kicker with this whole piece of information, Denchenko openly admitted he made it up. But, Peter, but Steele sold this thing as real, and then they, he talks about a loop. Daniel Steele... That loop is he would actually sit there and publish to Daniel. Remember, he published this to, I believe it was the Daily Beast and Yahoo News. He leaked the Steele dossier to those. And then they published that information. The Steele dossier contained that weird story about Trump being peed on by prostitutes in this in Russia at one point. It was just it was asinine stuff. And 
that's what he used to make his dossier seem legitimate. He said, well, Yahoo published it. The Daily Beast published it. It must be real. And the FBI took this plus that Australian um, Australian ambassador's information as this is all true. They never investigated it. And this is what this is what the um, this is all of what the Durham report is about. They never investigated anything. They just started opening this investigation and it looked like it was, well, we don't like Trump. Continuing, this is what the report says. The matter was opened as a full investigation without ever having spoken to persons who provided the information. That's huge. Further, the FBI did so without, one, any significant review of its own intelligence database, two, collection and examination of relevant intelligence other than U.S. intelligence and entities. In other words, they didn't go out and, and confirm through their Russian sources. So there were spies in Russia. They didn't go over there and confirm with them. They just sat back and dealt with the American intelligence, which, you know, let's face it, skimpy at best. And three, interviews of witnesses essential to understand the raw information it had received. Or four, using any standard analytical tools typically employed by the FBI in evaluating raw intelligence. So basically, with this dossier, which was rather large, they, they needed to really investigate this. That could have taken a couple of years in itself, just investigating the information. They never did it. Continuing, had it done so, the FBI would have learned that their own experienced Russian analysts had no information about Trump being involved with Russian leadership officials, nor were others in sensitive positions at the CIA, the NSA, and the Department of State aware of such evidence concerning the subject. In addition, FBI records prepared by Strzok, Strzok in February and March of 2017 show that at the time of the opening of Crossfire Hurricane, the FBI had no information in its holdings indicating that at any time during the campaign, anyone in the Trump campaign had been in contact with any Russian intelligence officials. So in other words, they already knew that Trump was not communicating with any Russian officials. They knew this. But they didn't bother contacting anybody to figure out if that was the case or if it was ever done. They just assumed they were talking. And by the way, you, they assumed that he wasn't. They just wanted to ruin the presidency. That's what it came down to. By the way, what gets really weird is this is all Hillary Clinton. The Steele dossier was bought by Hillary, bought and leaked by Hillary Clinton and Andrew McCabe, it turns out, who was the FBI assistant director. Continuing, in the 18 months leading up to the 2016 election, the FBI was required to deal with a number of proposed investigations that had the potential of affecting the election. In each of those instances, the FBI moved with considerable caution in other such matters, FBI headquarters and department officials required defensive briefings to be provided to Clinton and other officials or candidates 
who appear to be targets of foreign interference. So what this means is that when they think that Russians or whoever are trying to infiltrate the campaigns for president, there is a supposed to be security briefings that go in and say and tell, in this case, Trump and Clinton, that, hey, you've got Russians that are trying to infiltrate your campaign. And, they're, and then they are have the ability to deal with it. Well, they went to Hillary Clinton and told Hillary Clinton everything, apparently. And they never went to Trump. Continuing, in another... The FBI elected to end an investigation after one of its longtime and valuable CHSs went beyond what was authorized and made an improper and possibly illegal financial contribution to the Clinton campaign on behalf of a foreign entity as a precursor to a much larger donation being contemplated. Now, why is that important? Why is that brought up here? Well, in the executive summary, one of the things they had said was that um, they were really investigating Trump for very flimsy, uh, for very flimsy evidence. But meanwhile, there was some real things happening in the Clinton campaign, and they weren't investigating that. They were just saying, "Hey, Hillary, you've got some foreign entity that is donating to your campaign, which, by the way, is illegal. Uh, just knock it off." And that was it. No open investigation. And that is what the executive summary basically said, is that Donald Trump was treated very differently than Hillary Clinton, as we find out, and which is really bad, because Hillary Clinton was the Secretary of State and under Barack Obama. And who controls the FBI? And who controls the uh, uh, DOJ? Barack Obama. As we see later, I don't know if we see it here, but I I have read this. Barack Obama was briefed on all this. Mr. I've never had a corruption. I've never had any scandals in my presidency. This is a pretty big scandal if he knew about this. And the I take it back. Let's stop with the if crap. He knew about this. He was brief, briefed. The, the Durham report says he was briefed. So, and by the way, all this stuff that I'm talking about so far, we already knew about. Dan Bongino wrote two books about this. Everything I'm reading here is straight out of Bongino's books, except not as interesting. So all of, all of the things that Bongino said, which were considered conspiracy theory, I, hey, they just did an investigation, and it turns out to be all true. Continuing. Within days after opening Crossfire Hurricane, the FBI opened a full investigation on four members of the Trump campaign team, George Papadopoulos, Carter Page, Paul Manafort, and Michael Flynn. No defensive briefing was provided to Trump or anyone in the campaign concerning information received from Australia that suggested there might be some type of collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians, either prior to or after these investigations were opened. Instead, the FBI began working on requests for the use of FISA authorities against the Page and Papadopoulos. This, I don't know if that's illegal. Okay, well, the gaining of the FISA, informa- FISA warrants, 
based off the information they had, is illegal and probably should really restrict the FISA courts. But it is way out of procedure. So Trump should have been notified that this was happening. Trump should have been notified that there was an investigation after these four so that Trump could have dealt with that. Clinton was. Clinton was notified about about the uh, receiving money from foreign sources. She was notified. But Trump, no. Continuing, our investigation determined that Crossfire Hurricane investigators did not could and could not corroborate any substantive allegations contained in the Steele reporting, nor was Steele able to produce corroboration for any of the reported allegations, even after being offered $1 million or more by the FBI for such corroboration. The FBI learned that the Steele, that Steele relied primarily on U.S.-based Russian national Igor Denchenko, to collect information and ultimately form the core allegations found in the reports. Specifically, our investigation discovered that Danchenko himself had told another person that he, Danchenko, was responsible for 80% of the intel and 50% of the an- analysis contained in the Steele dossier. So, in other words, he made the shit up. And by the way, something we, we know, Steele was interviewed in and Congress, and Steele refused to say where he got his information. He refused to say whether the information was legitimate. Denchenko was interviewed. He refused to say the the information was legitimate. Do you know who the FBI could have contacted to find out what's going on with this information? Igor Denchenko and Steele, and they never did. They just took the information. Well, Steele was pointing at Yahoo and the Daily Beast saying, well, it's published there, so it must be legitimate. Nothing was released. In December of 2016, the FBI identified Danchenko as Steele's primary primary subsource. Danchenko agreed to meet with the FBI under the protection of immunity. The FBI conducted multiple interviews with Danchenko regarding, among other things, the information he provided to Steele. Danchenko was unable to provide any corroborating evidence to support the Steele allegations and further described his interactions with his subsources as rumor and speculation and conversations of a casual nature. Significant parts of Danchenko told of what Danchenko told the FBI were inconsistent with that Steele, with what Steele told the FBI during prior interviews in October 2016 and September 7, 2017. In other words, it doesn't sound like Danchenko and Steele had their ducks in a row. It sounded like they were both kind of off. At no po- time, however, was the FISC informed of these inconsistencies. Moreover, notwithstanding the repeated assertions in the Page FISA application that Steele's primary subsource was based in Russia, Danchenko for many years had lived in Washington, D.C. area. So that's interesting. That's new. So it wasn't even that Danchenko got the information from Russia. Now, Dan Bongino's book brings up some really interesting things. One of the things he brings up that's really interesting 
is um, that a lot of this steel dossier came from an American. That American had actually wrote this information. It was fake. It was actually supposed to be based on a book. A lot of it came from that. I don't know. How, I can't remember what it is. I'd have to look at the book again. But that is a very interesting little tidbit. Because Duchenko apparently didn't get his crap from Russia. The FBI knew in January 2017 that Duchenko had been subjected to FBI counterintelligence investigation from 2009 to 2011. In late 2008, while Duchenko was employed by the Brookings Institution, he engaged two fellow employees about whether one of the employees might be willing or able to provide future, future classified information in exchange for money. According, So, in other words, this Duchenko was a Russian spy, so... He couldn't be trusted anyway. That didn't stop anything. According to one employee, Denchenko believed that he, the employee, might be following a mentor into incoming Obama administration have access to classified information. During this exchange, Denchenko informed the employee that he had access to people who were willing to pay for classified information. He's a spy. The FBI converted its investigation to a full investigation after learning that Denchenko, one, had been identified as an associate of two FBI counterintelligence subjects. In other words, there's a conflict of interest. Two, had previous contact with the Russian embassy and known Russian intelligence officer. At that earlier time, agents had interviewed several former colleagues of Denchenko who raised concerns about Danchenko's potential involvement with the Russian intelligence. For example, one such colleague had, in, had interned at the U.S. intelligence agency, informed the state that Danchenko frequently inquired about a person's knowledge of a specific military matter. In other words, he was a spy. So there was a lot of talk, especially in Bongino's book, and actually throughout, that all of this stuff was Russian disinformation. And basically, what this sounds like is that it's actually Russian disinformation. Danchenko was a Russian plant and he had given the Steele dossier to, to Steele and suddenly, there's a full investigation. Really interesting stuff. So, that's interesting because that's something, that's, again, we all knew this. This wasn't something new. Dan Bongino, for example, knew that this is possible Russian information before he even knew Danchenko's first name. Don't forget, Danchenko was a ghost for a while. He was he, No one knew who he was, which makes sense. He's a spy. And the federal government, the FBI, doesn't want it talked about. So they're not going to say what it is, who he is. We just knew his last name for a while. And people were wondering if they were if the FBI was ever even going to be able to interview the guy. They didn't had no idea who he was. And of course, Steele finally. It's Igor Jenchenko. He works over here. He's an intelligence officer. He's doing counterintelligence for the United States. And now it turns out, well, he was doing counter-counterintelligence for Russia. <laughs> what a jacked up. Based on the review of Crossfire Hurricane and related intelligence activities, we concluded the Department of the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity 
to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in the report. I'll go a step further. They, these guys went out of their way to ignore it. These guys, here you actually have intention to mislead. They misled the FISA court. They misled the Trump administration. And of course, I'm waiting in here to find out whether uh, there's any mention of spying on the Trump campaign. We already know there is. We already know what's going to talk about. I just haven't read it yet. So there's a ton of stuff here. The FBI intended to do this. Continuing, the FBI personnel also repeatedly disregarded disregarded important requirements when they continued to seek renewals of the FISA surveillance while acknowledging, both then and in hindsight, that they did not genuinely believe there was probably cause, probable cause, to believe that the target was knowingly engaged in clandestine intelligence activities on behalf of a foreign power. You know, I hate politicians so or lawyers or whatever this guy is because it, what does that mean? Yeah, they bullshitted. They knew they were bullshitting, but they did it anyway. In other words, these guys all lied. Could have saved a lot of time, just said they lied. There, uh, there will be more. I have to read it. I may talk about it, I may not. There, uh, Ben Shapiro, in this case, has a great podcast. Dan Bongino has a great podcast. They'll cover this stuff. Dan Bongino is going to be the best one because he's been researching this now for seven years. This guy, he's got a third book coming out on this whole thing, especially after this crap. So listen to those podcasts when it comes to this stuff. I like to stick with culture. But the reality is this is bigger than Watergate. Every time CNN has uh, these guys on who wrote that um, that book about Watergate, the first thing they that guy says, "Oh, it's bigger than Watergate." I I like I like the book, All the President's Men. I did I did like that book. I actually have a signed copy of that book. But the fact of the matter is, this is actually bigger than Watergate. He kept screaming, "The Russian investigation." was bigger than Watergate. Well, yeah, it, 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 it's, this is now bigger than Watergate. The lie about that investigation is now bigger than Watergate. Bob Woodward, that's the name of the author. I hope to God he comes on and says, well, yeah, now, the, if, if half of what this Durham report says is real, this is bigger than Watergate. It's bigger than any scandal in United States history. Because, like I said earlier, when Nixon committed water, the Watergate break-ins, Nixon had his own little group that dealt with this. He didn't employ the FBI, the CIA, or the DOJ to do it. That's why he was so dead to rights and he resigned. Here, and by the way, just a little FYI, this goes all the way up. This goes all the way up. It goes to Obama. It goes to Biden. It goes to Hillary Clinton. It touches the highest levels of the United States government. The director of the CIA, James Brennan, James uh, Clapper, knew about this. This is huge. Heck, half of the Biden administration was involved in this. This is just absolutely huge. Now, I'm positive of... Two, 
James Comey, Peter Strzok, Andrew McCabe, belong in jail. Belong in jail for this. It is so huge. Now, I am positive of two things about this whole thing. The first thing I'm positive, people should be prosecuted and thrown in jail for this, for the rest of their lives. This is, this is treason. That's the first thing I'm positive about. The second thing I'm positive about, nothing's going to happen. Absolutely nothing will happen. Well, the reaction to this um, is pretty extreme. The media can't ignore it completely because it is so big. And it is so big that even Jack Jake Tapper of CNN admitted that this made the FBI look really bad. And it, quote, partially, end quote, exonerates Trump. Let's listen to his little speech. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped. And it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It, it is, regardless, devastating to the FBI. And to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. Okay, a couple of things he's wrong about here. Uh, one, um, no, it doesn't, it gives pretty much everything Republicans thought it was. Okay, it, it does. It does everything except call Andrew McCabe and Peter Strzok criminals. Or Steele. Or Danchenko. Or anybody, it, it basically, that's that's what it leaves short. But it does talk about criminal activity. Uh, two, it doesn't sort of exonerate Trump. It completely exonerates Trump. And let's remember one thing about, about John Durham. Yeah, he's nonpartisan. He has been hired to do investigations, not only by de- Republicans, but also Democrats. So this is this is a thing. So he's kind of wrong here. Now, what CNN, has, what all of the left-wing media has been trying to do, and it really, it really looks bad. It is, it is a really bad look. Is they've been going online and bringing in guys like Andrew McCabe and Peter Strzok. I don't understand this strategy. You're bringing in the guys that Durham is accusing of uh, of lying and committing corruption and cor- performing corrupt acts to defend themselves? I don't know. But uh, here's Andrew McCabe. Um, he had some things to say. Let's listen to what he had to say. Law enforcement analyst Andrew McCabe, who is deputy director, FBI director during Crossfire Hurricane, whose name comes up 58 times in the Durham report, so, Andrew, in the Durham report, it says the FBI never had evidence of collusion, that's not a legal term we should note, between the Trump campaign and Russia in 2016, should never have launched a full investigation. What's your response? Yeah, I vehemently disagree with uh, with Mr. Durham's characterizations of what we did in the report. And it's, it's very simple. He, he betrays a deep misunderstanding of not only what we knew at the time, but how we make these decisions. I think it's incredibly important for people to understand what we were seeing then. And it was basically this, uh, Anderson. We've known uh, in 
We've known for over a year that the Russians have been attacking us in cyberspace, specifically at political institutions and government institutions. We knew in the beginning of 2016 that they had turned those attacks on the Democratic National Committee and they had stolen and exfiltrated a large amount of information from the DNC. And we knew that they then went on to use that information to weaponize it to hurt Hillary Clinton's campaign by releasing it on the eve of her convention. Then, in July, at the end of July, we learned that months earlier, before that information was released, a member of the Trump campaign, George Papadopoulos, uh, told a uh, representative of a friendly foreign government, a trusted friendly foreign government, that they had been offered exactly that assistance by the Russians. So he- I love that this asshole sits there and says, well, we're talking about collusion, which isn't a legal term. Uh, it's not a legal term? jerk off you sat there and you impeached a president twice for collusion but because his side is colluding oh that's okay and by the way then mccabe starts talking and of course he's he's spinning things around like he usually does and um i got some bad news for mr mccabe i don't think he is out of the woods here legally and two They've got evidence. They've got emails. There's a reason this thing is 320 pages long. They got, he's mentioned 58 times in there. Why? Because he pushed this crap. There is nothing illegitimate about this probe. Peter Strzok, uh, and by the way, don't forget, this guy was fired for lying. This guy was fired by Trump for lying. And he lied in front of Congress. No one bothered to prosecute him. I don't understand why. But this guy is known to be full of shit. Speaking of full of shit, here's uh, Peter Strzok, who, by the way, um, was busy. We know he was biased because he was texting his fuck buddy, uh, Lisa Page, telling her, oh, they're going to get him. We're going to get him. Don't worry. We're going to get him. Let's listen to what he had to say about this, about the investigation. Look, this is a predictable, sad ending to an investigation that never should have taken place. Shortly after he was announced in uh, 2019, he went on the record, you know, as a prosecutor, making a rare public statement that he disagreed with I.G. Horowitz's conclusion that the investigation was appropriately launched. And then he spent the next three to four years with a cognitive bias trying to build a case that somehow it was. And we see the results today, and the results are clearly that he didn't come up with anything. And I think, you know, what I make of it at the end of the day, George, I look at his record of two failed prosecutions and one plea that Michael Horowitz presented to him on a platter. Yeah, bullshit. You know, it, it's amazing. What we really does say a lot is that the, Peter Strzok ends up on MSNBC with Joy Reid. With, by the way, no pushback. I mean, there's 320 pages to sit back and question. And you don't question at all? This ass, this asswipe who has been accused of basically lying and making up a scandal is not being questioned. And of course, Andrew McCabe's on CNN. And again, no pushback by Anderson Cooper. Again, 320 pages. You've got 320 pages. 
you could have Andrew McCabe and Peter Strzok on your show for a week questioning them. And you still could probably have longer because these guys have so many questions to answer. But all they all they need to say is, hey, it's bullshit. It's all crap. It shouldn't have been done. Nothing happened. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Now, I do notice they're not doing, these two aren't doing one thing. They're not saying, no, Trump, Trump colluded with Russia. At least there's something. Because for years they were saying Trump colluded, Trump colluded, Trump colluded. You know who else they should have on the show? Especially MSNBC and CNN. Hey, why don't you have Adam Schiff on there? Adam Schiff, who lied and said he had proof that Donald Trump colluded with Russia. Remember him? Let's have Adam Schiff on. I want to see how they ask him questions. Yeah, they would never ask him questions. They would never ask him questions. Well, Donald Trump, of course, he had something to say. So right after this released on Truth, this was released, he uh, decided to pump up something on Truth Social. Now, of course, yeah, he, now, of course, that's not a surprise. This is what he said. Wow. After extensive research, special counsel John Durham concludes the FBI never should have launched a Trump-Russia probe. In other words, the American public was scammed, just as it's being scammed right now by those who don't want to see greatness for America. Hey, I'm not a big fan of Trump. I'm going to vote for him if he becomes the candidate. But he's not wrong here. He's absolutely not wrong here. Okay, and by the way, I think this might have just secured his primary. We're going to have to see what's going to happen with Ron DeSantis. He's supposed to be he's supposed to be announcing any day now. Hell, he may have announced today and I just didn't see it. Uh, we'll have to see. My dad thinks that he's not going to announce. My dad thinks he's he's going to stop running for Paul. You know, you got to remember in 2024, Ron DeSantis is finished being a governor of of Florida. He can't be governor of Florida until 2020, um, 2028. So, you know, his political career is basically gonna, is on the down, will be going down. So we'll have to see. I think my dad's probably wrong here. I think uh, DeSantis is going to announce. Then we're going to have to see what happens. Okay. I hope you folks have a great day tomorrow. I got some really, real fun stuff for you. Have a great day. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Paul.